So in 2017, the Sun Prairie High School basketball team led by head coach Jeff Booz lost in their region final game. But the good news was they were returning the core of their team and one of the top ranked basketball players in the country. As they entered their 2017-18 season, expectations were high. There was a lot of pressure on them. They were ranked number one or number two all season long. But once again, they were upset. And this time it was in the state semifinal game in overtime. Now that offseason, Sun Prairie would lose their top six players due to graduations and transfers. But during this offseason, head coach Jeff, Jeff Booz, who had coached basketball for literally 37 years, he decided to put everything on the table and ask, how can we, how can I do this better? In particular, he started to actually evaluate his culture, the relationships with his players, and even the way that he operated as a coach. Now the 2018-19 season had low expectations from the outside, but he raised the expectations within their team, within their team culture. And that would send them on a tournament run, which journalists called the stuff dreams are made of. They would win in overtime in the state semifinal game to make their first appearance in the state championship game, their first appearance in school history. Now today, I'm excited to have Jeff Boos, my good friend of the podcast, to discuss the transformation that occurred not just in his program, but in his coaching between the 2018 and 19 season. Welcome to the Coaching Culture Podcast. I'm JP Nurbin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nate Sanderson. In this episode, we discuss practical ideas to help you develop as a coach and build your team's culture. Now, we want to get you out of here in 30 minutes or less, so let's get started. You're listening to episode 83, Growing Your Program with Wisconsin Coach of the Year, Jeff Boos. Coach Boos references in the second half of the podcast some of the work I've done with him in my mentorship program and with his team as a culture coach. I'm going to put in the coaching notes PDF and in the newsletter some more details of this program. If you want to grow as a coach and build the culture of your program, I'd recommend you schedule a call with me using the link I provided in the details of this episode, or just send me an email at jpnurbin at thriveonchallenge.com. Also, just a heads up, we did experience some technical difficulties on this episode, so I apologize for the little bit of the echo in the second half of this recording. So, Coach, you've been coaching 37 years. Am I right on that? 37 years of coaching, and... Something has happened in your coaching journey, in particular in the last couple of years, that caused you to seek a change, to seek a change, to be more uh, intentional in how you develop your culture and to be more intentional uh, and even just how you grow as a coach. Can you talk to us a little bit about today to start off with, what was it that really kind of led you to this revelation or inspired you to start making these changes? Well, I think... um... You know, as you go through the journey of coaching and coaching teams and being around kids, um, you're always looking to create a new edge, you know, and um, I, I felt like there needed to be some work done in our culture. And um, we, uh, we wanted to make sure that we were connecting with, with all of our kids in our program. And uh, we kind of felt like there was a miss miscommunication there maybe and that we weren't directed to all of them or making that connection that we needed to make for us to take another step in our program 
I thought that was one of the pieces that was important. I thought the second piece was to make sure that we were um, making that connection to our parents, whether it was to be more transparent in what we're doing and um, connecting that way and setting um, the standards and expectations that, that everyone had a good understanding of. So I really wanted to improve in that area and take that step. And I knew it was important for the development of kids. And so that was a couple of reasons why. And then I think the last one that was important is that, um, you know, as a staff, um, what are we doing well and what do we need to improve on to continue to grow our program? And, um, you know, those are the things that we really focused on and try to get better at. And uh, that was obviously the guidance and direction that you helped us in. Well, I mean, and I, I guess what I'm really curious about is, and I know the listeners will be, is the year before this last season, you went as far as you'd ever gone. You went to a state semifinal. And so from, I think most coaches would be like, well, I've got it figured out. You know, we just got to keep doing more of the same thing. But you did, something happened that was like, no, we, we, we've been, we've achieved more than I've ever achieved here. But it's still, there's still something that's not going on here that's, that's right. What, what was it within the program that was sending those signals that, that there was a disconnect? Like, how would coaches know that there's some serious issues with their culture, potentially, that you kind of sensed? Well, you know, I don't, I don't know how to really sum it up besides, you know, we lost a very tough game in the state semifinal game, and there was some, you know, just there wasn't a good vibe coming out of that. You know, whether it was through um, social media or whether it was just, um, you know, some of the attitudes of um, some of the things that were said after our defeat in my feelings of our kids after we had lost. And then some of the things that occurred during the off season during the summer. And it, it made me sit back and think about, hey, what direction are we going here? And what direction do we need to go for us to become much better in the way that uh, we're responding to being an athlete and being a basketball player here at Sun Prairie High School? Well, Coach, I know that uh, the coaches that are listening are going to be interested in maybe a few of the specific things. And one of the things you talked about wanting to improve was connecting with kids. I'm sure there's a lot of different strategies that you've used in the past year to do that. But if you could give coaches you know, one or two things that really were effective for you this year in connecting better with your players, what would those be? Uh, number one, I think more one-on-one -on -one individual meetings with, with kids, getting a feel of where they're at versus where we think they're at, um, I think was one. Um, I think the other thing, having kids know that that you have an open door policy in that we, we strive to really get in their minds that, you know, we can't always read what they're thinking, but, you know, if there's something on your mind, you need to come in and, 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 and communicate to us what it might be. And then that we can have that open dialogue or that open conversation with them and that they feel better about what's taking place or what might be occurring. Uh, whether it be on the court or whether it be off the court, you know, and I thought that uh, we really dialed in on that with our kids. 
Um, one of the things that JP's kind of alluded to in your story is that, you know, two years ago, you made this run to the semifinals. And then this past season, you make it all the way to the championship game. And I think sometimes people look at that and they think, you know, it's just the continuation of your journey from the first year is what led to the second year. But as you and I both know, and I'm sure a lot of coaches out there can relate to, every year is different, right? There's a, a line that, that used to be used about UConn, you know, that you never step in the same river twice. And I don't know if you want to speak a little bit to some of the differences between just those journeys, you know, from getting to the semifinal and then coming back and kind of rebuilding in a way and getting to the championship game last year. Well, that's a great, great question because, you know, I, I thought long and hard about that last evening when, when I saw the question come up. And it, it came up in the sense of what's the difference between this year and last year? And the first thing that I would share with all of you, the personality between last year's team and this year's team is much different, okay? Um, second of all, I think there was amount of pressure, you know, put on put on us or whatever because we had returned um, a number of kids from the year before that got beat in the regional final game that was kind of an upset, okay? But they were all back, and we were senior-driven with an outstanding sophomore player that had had a great freshman year, okay? So we were ranked, you know, number two in the state or number one prior to even getting into the season. So we we knew that was there. And I don't know if I'd ever been in that situation before. We've had teams ranked and we've had good teams. But this one was driven to be, you know, this is the team. You know, we're bringing back three or four letter winners. We're bringing back another player that's really good. And, and I think... I just think that amount of pressure may have maybe driven us to get off the road a little bit, you know, and um, versus this group, you know, and I, and I said to myself that this was just a process, you know, we're taking one day at a time, we're going to build this team. And, and the one thing that I, I think we did a little bit differently was that I always made sure that this group this year knew that they had a chance to be really good because that's how I felt deep down inside. I, I knew you. we had to have some breaks come along the way, and that happened in sports. But I just told them often that I, I believe that you're going to be a good team. I don't know if we talked that way with the group last year like that versus knowing that, hey, you know what, we have this ability, we have the talent. You know, we may not have done the steps that we did this year, and I think that was a big, a big um, sign of the difference between both teams. When you look back at that semifinal run and you you think about the way that either your staff or your team handled that pressure, is there anything you do differently? You know, having the experience you've had this past year, thinking if I could start that year over two years ago to try to handle some of the expectation because, you know, it doesn't matter what level you're at. You know, we're in a place where we were 11 and 11 last year. We graduate one senior and expectations are going to continue to rise. And Sometimes that means you're ranked. Sometimes that means you're expected to win the conference. But I think coaches everywhere are constantly trying to figure out how do you deal with those outside expectations and the pressure that sometimes is put on your program or your team that you really don't have a lot of control over. Is there anything you would have maybe done differently? Um, absolutely. Um, I, I think I would have um, probably backed off a little bit in the sense of being more connected to the team to, to the players in the sense of, like I said before, one-on-one. -on -one. I don't know if we had that connection piece and to communicate to them about how they feel about as they move forward through this 
this process. And I, I tried to really work at becoming much more relaxed. And um, I don't know if JP shared this with you or not, but in the sectional final game to go to state, we had a situation occur where there was some issues with the score clock and we were up like 13 or 14 with 540 to go left in the game. And I remember standing there and one of my senior captains comes over to me. We're in a delayed game here and everybody's trying to figure out what to, what to do. And he goes to me, coach, we got this. Go sit down and relax for a little while. You know, and I, I, don't, I don't think I would have dealt very well with that a year ago. But with just him saying that to me and then him going, seriously, coach, we got this game won. We're going to win this game. We're fine. Go down and relax. Go sit down. Of course, I didn't go sit down, but it became a relaxing atmosphere for me knowing that this is how the team felt. You did some things differently off the court, and even I think you changed some things on the court, you know, from two years ago to this year. Was there anything that you felt was really significant that you changed this year that you go, man, I really wish <laughs> I had known that 15 or 30, even 30 years ago when I first started off in coaching? Uh, yeah, you know, um, I, I think you and I talked about this maybe in early January where, um, you know, we were um, – Moving forward, but I kind of felt like I was still driving the train, you know, a little bit, and I was the one pushing it. And I wanted to get back to that mentality that we started that this is this is player driven versus coach driven. And um, when we changed how we were warming up, we put it more in their hands a little bit. We brought them, put them in groups a little bit. And they started to do warm-ups, started communicating differently like that. Um, and I, I backed off a little bit in the sense of the intensity side of it and the drive. And I tried to communicate to them that this is your, this is your experience. And what do you want to get out of this experience? And how do you want to go about getting there, you know? And um, they, they gravitated to that and they kind of built that. And we used our, our – um, captain leadership program that we put together and that and the captains kind of stood up took that stand and then went from there and just kind of built it one of my favorite stories from the season was one you shared with me um about it was kind of during the playoffs and you let your emotions get the best of you and we had a previous episode here you know a few weeks back about sideline behavior and I think you kind of went back and fell into some of your old habits as far as your sideline behavior. You went after one of the referees and you really lost your cool. But then you rebounded pretty darn quickly when you went into that locker room after that game. And you were very quick to really actually accept responsibility for your actions and apologize to the team. And I feel like and my knowing how your season progressed, I feel like that really set you up because you shared a story where one of your players came and said, Coach, it's okay, we got you. But I don't think that happens if you had in a week before that had that moment where you had lost your cool and you had accepted responsibility, right? And so I guess my question here is, is that something you would have ever done 20 years ago, you know, after you lose a cool or go after a referee and walk in and apologize to your team? Is, or is that something you feel like uh, you started to do differently? 
No, I would agree with the sense that, you know, from maturity side of it, we've I've grown that way and recognized that's not how you deal with things. Okay. And I, I felt I felt poor after that occurred in that game and then to go in the locker room and, and to tell the kids, you know, I really let you guys down because that was something that we talked about early on, JP, that we were gonna make us you know, we were going to try to get a hold of our emotions. We were going to try to become much stronger in not allowing our emotions to dictate how we, we act or how we're going to behave during tough times. And during tough times, you know, even though I, I didn't agree with the call and it cost us a game, I didn't deal with it very well. So it's hard for, for, a, for being the leader and then you're expecting your young men to follow you and yet you don't hold yourself accountable for something that you've been preaching all year. So I owe it to those kids to go in and say that to them. And what was unbelievable to me was how they responded back to me on their remarks, um, not only after the game, but the next day in practice, because I brought it up again and said to them that, you know, I felt bad about the way I dealt with it and handled it as a professional. And, um, you know, and, and it kind of gave everybody just, you know, again, that sense of, hey, we're, we're connected here. We're, we're a team, you know, and uh, I was wrong. And, and the guys picked me up, you know, and said, hey, coach, we got you. We appreciate that. And then, and then we moved on. Yeah, and one of the things we talked about consistently is emotional intelligence and, like, developing the emotional intelligence in players. And I think I feel like that's something that we've, we've really tried to improve in the program of, of just how the coaches – you know, model that emotional intelligence, that ability to be aware of their emotions, manage their emotions, um, but then also to not just model it, but to kind of develop it within the players. Was, were there some strategies there that were really effective? Well, I think, I think two strategies that really stand out to me. Number one is just the ability to maintain your own composure, right, during those kind of situations that arise where, where – um, you know, maybe I'm heated a little bit versus, you know, getting them to do something that I think they can do better. And then me stepping back and revisiting it and then communicating to them on the side of the court or in the locker room one-on-one -on -one or explaining to them, hey, this is what I need you to do. And I, I think helped a lot in the growth of our guys that way. I think the second thing, you know, to um, – you know, come off of what I'm saying is just to be able to take a step back a little bit and, and re, revisit or rethink about, okay, what's occurring here and then come in with a different plan versus all of a sudden just jump in right away, you know, and then uh, maybe pull them aside or have them, get, you know, get feedback from them. Hey, how do you think you handled that situation or what could you have done a little bit differently, you know, versus me always saying something I thought was a big um, help for us as we went through that those stages with our kids. Well, I think a couple of things that are so powerful in what you're sharing here too is I know I've had situations as I was growing as a coach and might overreact to something in practice. And I started to get in the habit of just grabbing a captain afterwards and being like, did I overreact to that? Or is that what we needed? You know, and, and that kind of became a running joke with that team actually of I'd come up to a captain and be like, is now the time to overreact? And They'd be like, oh, no, no, coach, we got it, we got it, we got it, you know. Um, but just that willingness, I think, as you said, to include them in not only your improvement as a coach and your effectiveness in coaching them, but modeling that responsibility for your own reactions and your own decisions you're making in emotional moments. 
I would hope, and I'm sure you're on the same page with this, that, you know, someday those guys would become better fathers and better husbands because it's okay for you to be in a situation to be vulnerable and say, I didn't do that right. And I want to do it better. Or how did you receive that when I felt like I kind of went over the line there? And I don't know that young men get that modeled for them in very many places in life. So certainly kudos to you for, for taking those steps to help grow them as people as well. I appreciate that. I think something else I'd share with you too is that um, we, have a, we had some change in our staff uh, from the year before. We had two guys that left the program. One got a head job and then one uh, took a leave of absence. So we brought in uh, a, a brand new coach and then my son has been on board with us for the last uh, three years. And there's some situations that occurred in practice with, with our new assistant and, and my son that challenged me as a head coach and they react they reacted in a way that i didn't think was professional um dealing with our players getting upset with their performance or upset with their their ability to maybe not practice the way they thought they should be practicing or going about their business and you know i i took both of those guys aside and i had this isn't this isn't the path that we're going down this isn't this isn't what we expect. You know, this isn't what we spent our first two weeks with JP Nervin working on. We're not going to treat our, our kids like this. Okay. And I think both of those guys learned some things along the way that really helped them grow as become really good assistants late in the year through those experiences. And I think my vision and my leadership from what I learned from JP really came in the hand during those situations. And I think JP knows what I'm talking about because I think we had some deep conversation about both of those things occurring. And, and, and what I really respect out of it is both of those young men grew from those experiences to become better men. And that's what really helped our program, I think. Yeah, and without going into too much into detail, those things, those were some really powerful moments that sometimes those could be conflicts that break your season apart, they actually became these conflicts that brought you guys together. And, and there's some amazing storylines with some young men and, and those coaches and how connected they are because of, of that conflict. And I think it's, you did such a phenomenal job of, of working with the players and the coaches through those challenges. You know, I sit back and I look here, and, and, and one of the big storylines here of the last two, two seasons is you finished one, you went to a state semifinal, there was high expectations, and maybe you underperform to the public's opinion. And here you have a season where you have no expectations. You go out there and you overperform. And so everyone, and so for that could obviously be some of the good feeling that you walked out of with um, after the state championship and you guys got the silver ball, you were runners up. But I feel like there's something else that you walked away with this season that was just more fulfilling. It wasn't just that you surpassed expectations. Uh, would you agree and could you speak to that? Well, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it, it's, um, I, think, I think it's a combination of, of multiple things that, that took place, JP. And I think, I think just, just the beginning of the workshop and you coming in and you kind of setting a tone or kind of getting an idea of, okay, this is how it's kind of run. This is my observation. This is my feedback. You know, this is what I that I've seen and then to be able to sit down and then to revisit all that, you know, and, and, um, what, what was, 
what I think one of my strengths strengths are is that I, I can take some heavy criticism. Okay, some some people can't. And if you want to grow, you got to be able to look at things that you need to grow in. You know, and I knew there were some things that you put out there on the table through whether it was the evaluation process of, of parents or kids, feedback that you got. Um, your observation of watching practices and watching us communicate. So I really took the heart to those things and tried to really become strong in those areas. Um, and then as we went through that, as we went through the season, continue to grow through our individual conversations, me sharing situations that occurred that weren't always positive and how we could make them become positive and learn through those things. And I think those piece has really helped us become better coaches, but not necessarily from the X and O side of it, but from the side of connecting and building that relationship and those kids knowing that deep down inside, these coaches do care about us outside of being a basketball player, okay? And we talk a lot about that with our kids, you know, defining character isn't playing the game. It's who you are, you know, and what you're going to be and what you learn from this experience is what really made me really think about the approach daily when I went into practice and then when I communicated to our kids. And I felt that. And I think those were the steps that really helped us grow and make this a, a positive season. One that's was been very enjoyable and one that, if, you know, we finished at the biggest stage that Wisconsin can offer from a basketball side of it, playing in the state championship. So I, I take a lot of it back to you. I take a lot of it back to your leadership and your willingness to challenge me as a coach, you know, and um, it wasn't easy. Let me tell you, there was a point in the middle of the year, I'm going, man, how much more can I take from this guy? You know? <laughs> but, but those are what grew me and it helped grow our staff and it helped our staff become better men to help lead kids. Yeah. It, and it's fan. It's, I think there's a lot of younger coaches that I work with, but you know, I just was so incredibly humbling to be working with you through this process. You know, 30 plus years of coaching. Uh, you were coaching before I was even born, you know? And, you know, why, and, I, and some days I'm going, why the heck is this guy listening to me, you know? Uh, but you did. You opened up. You, you, you put on the GoPro one practice, and you're getting, the kids were making fun of you as you're walking around the GoPro, and you're so pissed off at me for making you do that. But we were able to get so much insight uh, and just constantly able to challenge you, which it was an ex it was an exciting experience. And I know that um, it, that you know just the growth in yourself as a coach, the growth that you saw in your son, right? Like you, you saw a lot of growth in your son as a coach this year too, made that experience at the end of the year so much more fulfilling. That was unbelievable. You know, I, I think the other thing that's that's helped us a little bit is you gave us some direction. Okay, I, I'm not saying we didn't have direction before, but I think you gave a specific direction. You know, the standard, the purpose, um, boundaries, you know, building those boundaries and letting our guys know that, hey, this is the boundary, this is the expectation, this is the standard, this is what we're going to live with, and we're not going to break away from that. And, um, you know, those, those were important pieces, I think, as our team grew and figured out, you know what, this is, this is where we're going to be, and this is the way we're going to go about doing our business. And th those things helped us guide us through some of those situations. Coach, is there anything else that you wanted to add here at the end that you maybe didn't get a chance to speak about? Well, I'm not sure what to add besides I, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity to be um, 
working with you. And Nate, I've listened to Nate on a number of podcasts, and he's very, very knowledgeable, and I picked up some th- a lot of things from him too. So I, I feel really special to be able to be associated with guys that are what I call on the cutting edge. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for you to be part of our program because it's really helped us grow. And I appreciate the time that you've taken to be help me out along this journey. You know, and, and Nate, uh, I've enjoyed listening to your stuff and the things that you've done at Linmar obviously are very, really, really special. So again, thank you. And uh, it's great to be part of this podcast. Yeah, well, we, we appreciate you just coming on to share the experience. It was an amazing year. And, it, you know, you got the validations as far as the, the wins at the end. And we're gonna, I'm going to share an article uh, in our coaching notes with all our listeners. Uh, that's going to be a kind of the, a picture of one of the articles that was talked about your team, about how you guys, maybe you didn't win the championship, but you guys were actually still champions. And, and there, that, the reporter really puts on the highest praise upon you. Uh, one thing he mentions is, you're the hardest working coach in Wisconsin, uh, which I think is this, one of the second highest praise that he puts on there. I think the biggest thing he, he praises is really just your commitment and how you took, you guys were champions because this season you took a group of young boys and many of them left as young men. And, and um, so hats off to you for just opening yourself up to doing things a, a different way, a better way even 30 years plus in coaching. That's phenomenal. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot. Incredible conversation there with Coach Jeff Boos. I'm so grateful to be able to work with coaches like himself, coaches at every level from Division One to high school freshmen and JV coaches, um, coaches of lots of years of experience, coaches with few years of experience, but bottom line, coaches that want to learn and grow. If you're interested in learning more about how myself or Nate can serve you in the mentorship program and the culture coaching program that I offer, um, please check out the coaching notes, go to thriveonchallenge.com, or just send one of us an email if you're interested in us working with you and your program in the upcoming year.